Hi and welcome to the podcast. My name, oh my god, okay. Three, two, one. Hi and welcome to season three of the Ease with Food podcast. I'm so happy that you've chosen to join me today. My name is Shannon. I'm a registered nutritionist, nutrition counselor, and eating disorder recovery coach. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Let's get on with the show. Today we're going to be talking about hypothalamic amenorrhea. Sounds really technical, but hypothalamic amenorrhea is losing your period. So have you ever lost your period and you're kind of confused why it went away or maybe you're unsure how to get it back? That's what we're going to be covering in this podcast. We're going to talk about what hypothalamic amenorrhea is, how you know you have it, what causes it and how to start healing from it. So if you don't know, hypothalamic amenorrhea is just the medical term for losing your period. And we're going to go through just very briefly a few like definitions just so we're on the same page. Not too many because this isn't a you know, an academic um, essay. So let's just kind of dive through a few definitions just so we kind of have the same ground. So amenorrhea is when you don't have a period for three or more cycles. A cycle is usually 28 days, but most people don't have that. Only around like 14% of people with periods have that 28-day cycle that's often said to be normal so um, it's really just whatever's normal for you if you miss it for three or more cycles and this can happen for a bunch of different reasons so there's two types of amenorrhea the first one is primary hypothalamic amenorrhea and this is simply just when you don't have a period by the time you're 17 and then we also have secondary hypothalamic amenorrhea and this is just when you lose your cycles after you've had them after you're 17. So really in these this episode, we're really focusing on the secondary one. Um, so if you've you know had your period and you've lost it, and that's what we'll just call hypothalamic amenorrhea. I might also refer to it as HA or period loss in general, but really they all mean the same thing. Okay, so what causes hypothalamic amenorrhea there's a bunch of different factors the ones that most of my clients have are eating too little stress or over exercise and that's because I am a disordered eating specialist so the people that I see tend to be people who are struggling with food and their body and there's also some other reasons that you would have HA as well, including um, body weight changes. So if you lose a lot of weight in a certain period of time, that can stop your period. Um, poor sleep can also cause you to lose your period. Medical conditions such as PCOS um, or any sort of like nutrient deficiency in general. Um, those are the main causes of HA. But like I said, 
our main focus will be eating too little, over exercise and stress. So how do you know if you have HA? Well, the most obvious sign would be missing your period. And that would be for at least three cycles. Um, some physical signs would be low levels of hormones. Um, so this could also be not ovulating as well as not menstruating. The physical symptoms are really similar to symptoms we see in people who are restricting. So constantly feeling cold, feeling really tired and fatigued all the time, having really sore muscles, having um, brittle nails, and hair that's fallen out or hair that's like snapping off, having digestive issues, mostly constipation is a really big one, but could be diarrhea or gluten as well. And thinking about food all the time is a really big symptom as well of HA. Another big sign of HA would be not having a lot of, um, not having high performance in the gym or in your sport. HA is pretty common in people who are really active. And I'm not just talking about professional athletes. It could also be someone who goes to, you know, a gym class a couple of times a week. Um, and when you have HA, it means that your body is sort of in an energy deficiency. So having um, like a lot of fatigue during exercise, not being able to progress in your exercises. These are big signs of HA as well. Some psychological signs of HA would be feeling a lot of anxiety, feeling really low mood, poor body image, being really fixated on your body and body checking. And because stress is a cause of HA, having high levels of stress. And with HA, there's a really big overlink with eating disorders and disordered eating. So things like feeling guilt if you miss exercising or if you have a rest day or if you eat a certain food, um, engaging in restriction. So, you know, avoiding certain food groups or controlling your portion sizes. Um, these are all signs of HA. But the main one is, of course, not having your period. And you can definitely have restrictive eating without having HA. Some people just don't lose their period during restriction um, due to genetics, their family history, um, their hormone levels. So many people don't lose their period when they're restricting. And so many people lose their period even from like a little bit of restriction. So HA isn't a, really a sign of how severe your restriction is. It's more just what happens in your body and like I said it's often really common in people who exercise a lot or people who engage in high intensity exercise but it's also really common in people who don't fuel properly before and after exercising so that might be if you you know for example if you wake up in the morning and you go straight to the gym without having anything to eat 
um, or if you are at work all day and you're kind of not feeling adequately through the day with three meals and snacks, then you might go to the gym after work. This can cause um, your period to go missing and, um, you know, the time to recover from HA can be a really long time. Um, and of course, the main kind of worry, if you do have HA, might be the impact on your fertility. So I'm often asked if you can have a period when you have HA. Um, no, sorry. If you can become pregnant, if you have HA. Um, it's a kind of tricky answer, but most of the time, no, because if you don't have a period, you won't be ovulating. Um, if you're ovulating, then yes, you could become pregnant if you have HA, but it's pretty unlikely that you would be. So if you have HA, no, you wouldn't be able to become pregnant. The recovery time for HA can really vary. Um, <clears throat> you need at least three periods back before you're kind of recovered from HA. So it can take, you know, a minimum of three to six months up to, you know, I've, I've, I've met people who have had HA for 20 years. Like it really just depends. And I know this has been a bit of a whistle-stop tour of HA. Um, I just kind of wanted to record a quick episode on HA so that you've kind of got an episode for reference on what it is and what causes it and the kind of signs of HA. But we are going to have lots more episodes on HA in the future because I really love talking about period loss and it's a really big topic in um, our clinical work at Ease Nutrition Therapy. So I'm going to give you five tips on how to start healing from HA. Um, actually, I'm going to give you a bonus tip before we even go into the five I kind of had in my mind. The bonus tip, which I'll give you now, is there are people to help you with HA. You don't need to go at it alone. Um, I'm very biased, but I think that a nutritionist or dietitian who is a nutrition counsellor, I think that they're perfect to help you heal from HA because it's a kind of blend of the renourishment side of things, the processing side of things. You know, there's a reason that you've um, gotten to the point with food in your body that your period is lost, um, usually, in, you know, the cases that we might work with in clinic. Um, so that would be my bonus tip. Reach out to someone if you need support. Um, I love helping people with HA, so feel free to get in touch with us if you want to work with us in our clinic. All right, let's go into the five tips I kind of had um, I had in my brain about this healing from HA. All right, the first one, ensure regular eating. Ensure you're eating enough food, which is a minimum of three meals and three snacks throughout the day. Make sure you, um, this is number two, Focus on eating enough food. Even on days that you're resting from exercise, you still burn energy with like um, breaking down food, absorbing food, breathing, thinking, your heart beating, uh, cleaning, making a cup of coffee, petting your cat. These things all take up energy. So you're in an energy deficit if you have HA. So you need to be replenishing that energy. So that means eating enough food, 
even on days where you don't feel like it. Number three, focus on less intense exercise. You really need to reevaluate your exercise levels if you have HA. If you are able to, and this is probably what I would recommend for most people if they're not professional athletes, I would be looking at taking a break from exercise in general or definitely finding a more gentle form of exercise. Um, you might have heard that high-intensity workouts, like HIIT workouts or sort of, um, what are they called, you know, like circuit workouts. If you have HA and these are something that you're doing a lot, I would be thinking about reducing the volume and intensity of those exercises. Number four, stress relief is a huge one for HA recovery. Um, you know, you can and you can be eating regularly and eating enough food and focusing on exercising less intensely. But if you're chronically stressed, it's probably gonna keep you stuck in not having a period. So um, engaging in activities that relieve stress, taking time off of work, um, giving yourself a break, maybe going to therapy, all of these things can help your stress levels. And finally, number five is trying to have restful sleep. This might not be true for you, but most people, many people who lose their period tend to be people who are always on the go, people who are always pushing themselves further people who are maybe a tiny bit perfectionistic. So taking time to adequately rest and have good sleep hygiene, you know, going to bed at a reasonable time, making sure that they are giving themselves plenty of time to sleep and to fall asleep. These things are really important to reduce stress and to have restful sleep, which is important for HA recovery, especially because your body is you know, it's almost repairing itself when you're sleeping, right? So you need to have that time for all of the other things you're doing to take action, like the regular eating and the less intense exercise. So those five things are all the kind of, you know, the real like basics of recovering from HA. I know that they don't maybe seem like these huge things or maybe they do for you. That's okay too. But those are my kind of five starter tips. So regular eating, eating enough food, less intense exercise, stress relief and adequate sleep. Those are my five tips for you today. And then my bonus tip is, you know, someone like us at Ease Nutrition Therapy, like we can help you do all these things easy peasy, plus go into the kind of specific tailored things for you as well. So um, that would be my bonus tip if it's possible for you. So I hope this episode on HA has been helpful. Bit of a whistle-stop tour of HA. We're definitely going to come back to HA in the future. Let me know if you've got any questions about HA by emailing me, um, which is shannon at easenutritiontherapy.com. And I'll chat to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.